0: The stories featured in Greeking Out are usually original adaptations of classic Greek myths. This week's story features unnamed evil, lots of studying, jealous rats, word definitions, and three major belief systems. Greeking Out, the greatest stories in history were told in Greek mythology. Greeking Out, gods and heroes, amazing feats, listen and you'll see it. Today, we're exploring a new corner of the mythology universe Chinese mythology.
1: What we are calling Chinese mythology here is a collection of history, religion, and folk tales that were passed down from generation to generation for over 4,000 years in what is now China.
0: Yep, just like in Greek mythology. And over time, the people of what is now China began to incorporate different aspects of their lives into the tales. That's why these stories are such a unique blend of sources. Over time, they all just kind of mixed together.
1: The mythology features elements from three major belief systems. Confucianism, Taoism, and Buddhism.
0: Right, and these are religious and belief systems that people practice in the modern day as well as in ancient times with a lot of variations.
1: This is accurate. However, even though many of the details differ, the general morals and principles behind the myths often stay the same.
0: Yes, and they tend to feature the same cast of characters, like the focus of today's story, the Jade Emperor. He's considered to be the supreme ruler of the realm of the gods, or Tien, and he's basically the big guy in charge. He's kind of like the Zeus of Chinese mythology.
1: The word Tian actually refers to both a higher power that rules the universe and a place. In this episode, we are using Tian to refer to a place and not a higher power.
0: Right. We're using words and concepts that we already know to describe things that are new to us, because just like Zeus had to fight the Titans and prove himself to be worthy enough to become king of the gods, so did the Jade Emperor. So let's go back to the beginning, like like the very beginning, the beginning of time. You see, according to these stories, the beginning of time wasn't that much fun, especially for humans. There were monsters and demons all over the place And there wasn't much help from the gods above
1: This is very similar to the Titans wreaking havoc on Earth In the beginning of Greek mythology
0: Exactly And at this point in our story, the Jade Emperor was an immortal But he wasn't anybody important He was just your average run-of-the-mill god He didn't have enough power to stand up to these monsters and demons And make them leave the poor humans alone But what he did have was something just as rare and equally important. Compassion. Unlike the other gods, the Jade Emperor cared about humans. He wanted them to be safe. More than that, he wanted them to be happy. He did his best to try to help them however he could. He gave warnings, helped them find hiding spots, and battled some of the monsters to the best of his abilities. He did everything he could to try to help the humans have peaceful, happy lives. But over time, he began to get frustrated. My powers are not enough, he complained. Humans are still not safe here on Earth. There must be something else I can do to help them. After spending time in prayer, the Jade Emperor felt a tug on his spirit to go to the mountains and live alone in solitude. And so that's what he did. He found a cave in the mountains and began to cultivate his Tao.
1: Taoism is a religion and a philosophy from ancient China. It is referred to as the way of the universe and believes in harmony among all creatures, including gods and humans.
0: Right. It's where we get the concepts of yin and yang from. You need to balance both the bad and the good to live in harmony. And that's just what the Jade Emperor wanted. Harmony and peace between the gods and the humans. Now, exactly what happened in that cave, we may never know. But legend says that the Jade Emperor was there for millions of years trying to develop the inner peace and wisdom that would be needed to help achieve harmony in the world. And to do this, he had to face more than 3,000 trials that tested his dedication, empathy, and patience.
1: Many versions of this story involve the Jade Emperor becoming skilled in the practice of meditation to achieve a calm and balanced mental state.
0: Wait a minute. Are, are you saying that he sat there quietly for millions of years? I thought the trials meant that he had to uh, fight monsters and rescue people and, you know, stuff like that.
1: Taoists prize mental clarity over physical strength. That's why the Tao was so important. Well,
0: that's kind of easy, don't you think? I mean, it's not exactly hard to sit in silence.
1: We have worked together for eight seasons now. And you have yet to be silent for more than 3.35 seconds.
0: Oh, now that's not... Wait, have you been timing
1: me? You even talk during the commercial breaks. What? I
0: like hearing about your weekend. I mean, you know.
1: And you rely on a large amount of caffeine to achieve mental clarity.
0: I hardly see how that is relevant.
1: Meditation could help with all of those things.
0: Okay, you know what? That's—okay, fine, fine, I guess. It I, it. I suppose it is a worthwhile pursuit, even if it is a little light on the drama. But while the Jade Emperor was facing his trials— Things were just getting worse for the humans on Earth. Suddenly, there was a new demon slash god slash deity in town, and this one was even worse than all the rest.
1: This deity goes by several names, but most myths simply refer to him as an evil being, in representation of all the evil in the universe.
0: Well, no matter what you call him, it's safe to say that he wasn't a nice guy. He made it his mission to recruit the demons and monsters that were already roaming the Earth and create a super army that could capture and control the human race. And that's exactly what happened. While the Jade Emperor was away, this new god wreaked havoc on the Earth. And with no one capable of stopping him, things went from bad to worse. Before long, the evil deity was in complete control of Earth and things were not going well for the humans. But you know how these things go. Eventually, the evil deity got bored and wanted to extend his power even further. No one is capable of stopping me, he declared. I am already ruler of Earth. Why shouldn't I be the ruler of Tian as well? So the evil deity and his army made their way to Tian and declared an all-out war. The gods of Tien tried their best to stand up to the attack, but it was no use. Just like Earth, Tian fell to this evil being. Well, when the Jade Emperor finally emerged from his meditation, he had no idea that Tian was in trouble. He had spent the past five million years cultivating his Tao and trying to find a way to ease human suffering. He wanted to create harmony between the gods and the humans, and when he was finally ready to leave the cave, That's exactly what he did. He helped restore some of the barren land so that the humans could farm and have a way to grow their own food. He worked to make the weather more bearable so they wouldn't freeze. He defeated the monsters that were attacking villages. He even taught the children how to read. The Jade Emperor was quickly becoming one of the humans' most beloved gods. What would we do without you? they asked. It is so good to know you are here, especially if the evil one ever comes back. What evil one? the Jade Emperor asked. And so the humans filled him in on everything he had missed during his meditation. The Jade Emperor was puzzled. Evil beings like that don't just disappear. They tend to grow worse with power, not shrink from it. So when the Jade Emperor saw a strange glow coming from Tien, the realm of the gods, he knew exactly what had happened. He rushed up to Tien as fast as he could and begged the evil deity to leave the gods alone. They have done you no harm. We can all exist in peace, he pleaded. But the evil deity wasn't having it. I have no interest in playing nice, he said. I will be the most powerful being in the cosmos, and I don't care who I need to destroy along the
1: way. This is the very opposite of the Tao philosophy that promotes harmony in the universe. It's also not very nice.
0: I do not want to fight, but I will if it is the only way to stop you, the Jade Emperor warned. The evil deity just laughed. Let's see what all those years in the mountains have taught you. And so, the two engaged in an epic battle that was felt all over the world. The wind howled as mountains crumbled and the earth shook violently as the two deities faced off against one another. The evil deity lunged at the Jade Emperor, but he could never seem to land a direct hit. The Emperor simply moved out of the way, quickly and quietly dodging each and every attack. Eventually, the evil deity began to get frustrated. It had never taken him so long to defeat an opponent before. Why won't you lose already? he grunted. But the Jade Emperor just flashed a peaceful, contented smile as he continued defending Tian. You see, the Jade Emperor had learned a thing or two about evil while he was up in the mountains. He knew the only way to truly defeat it was to be patient, to firmly but kindly stand your ground and trust that eventually it will burn itself out. And that's exactly what happened. The evil deity didn't have the perseverance that the jade emperor possessed. He didn't know how to stay calm and trust in the hard times. He didn't know how to lean into his inner peace. So when victory didn't come as easily as he wanted, he began to get frustrated and sloppy. And it wasn't long before his defenses slipped enough that the jade emperor was able to strike back and contain the evil deity.
1: But... Because the evil was a god, it was immortal and could not be killed.
0: That's right. So the Jade Emperor decided to break the evil up into teeny tiny pieces and scatter them across the world. Evil will always exist, the Jade Emperor said. But as long as we can keep it from gathering into one large force, goodness will prevail. After the battle was over... It was clear that the Jade Emperor was the most powerful being in the universe and was quickly declared the supreme being of the earth and the realm of the gods.
1: Unlike gods in other mythologies, the Jade Emperor was a kind, benevolent god who rarely abused his power. He is often referred to as the Heavenly Grandfather.
0: That's right. And it's important to have an understanding of the Jade Emperor and how he came to be because he plays an important role in many of the stories in Chinese mythology.
1: Including this next myth.
0: (laughs) Subtle segue there, Oracle, but yeah.
1: I assume you are talking about the transition in conversation and not the personal transportation device that is commonly used as a tourist excursion in metropolitan areas. Uh,
0: right, yes.
1: Because... The transportation device called a Segway is never subtle.
0: Well, I can't argue with you there, but I tell you what, we're going to take a little break. We'll do the commercial thing, and then we'll come back with our next story here on Greeking Out. Okay, we're back. Hope you had a nice little break there. The next story we're about to tell explains how the Jade Emperor chose the 12 animals that are featured in the Chinese Zodiac. But like the origin story of the Jade Emperor
1: There are many versions and variations of this myth
0: Yes, indeed And after the Jade Emperor leveled up to become ruler of the realm of the gods and earth He proved himself to be a wise, smart, and kind leader He was beloved by people and gods alike But he still felt a little uh, empty inside It just seems like something's missing Like I'm forgetting about something, he would think to himself. One day, after watching the eagles soar in the heavens, he realized what it was. Animals. He hadn't spent nearly enough time with the animals as he would like.
1: Interacting with animals has been proven to lower blood pressure and stress levels.
0: I did not know that. Wow.
1: Animals can also reduce the feeling of loneliness and improve the quality of our moods.
0: Okay, you know what? No, you cannot bring Brenda to the studio. There are no snakes in this studio. I think we can both agree that is a reasonable request.
1: What if Brenda has already been to the studio?
0: Well, then what, wait, what? W- was there a snake in here? Is that what, are those scales on my chair? Because I thought that was-
1: We are losing the audience.
0: All right, okay, but we're gonna talk about this later. <clears throat> um, Back to the story. Uh, right, so- When the Jade Emperor realized he wanted to get to know the animals, he decided to honor them in the Chinese zodiac.
1: Zodiac is a word we use to refer to the belt of constellations that form the path of the sun over the year. We apply this word to the Chinese zodiac even though it does not refer to constellations.
0: Right, the Chinese zodiac has a 12-year cycle with an animal for each year. So the Jade Emperor's first task was to find 12 animals to feature and celebrate in the Zodiac. The problem was, he wasn't sure which animals to include. He decided the fair thing to do would be to have a race. So he instructed all the animals interested in earning a place in the Zodiac to swim across a river and meet him on the other side. The first 12 animals to make their way to him would earn a place on the Chinese Zodiac.
1: Zodiac is divided up by birth years. Each birth year is designated to a specific animal and features a different set of traits.
0: Now, almost all the animals were interested in the race. It would be an honor to be featured in the Zodiac, right? But the rat and the cat were particularly eager to earn a spot. They lined up at the water's edge ready to swim across, but being the smart and cunning animals they were, They quickly realized that they would be passed by some of the bigger and stronger creatures. They started to worry they wouldn't get a spot, so they came up with a plan.
1: Rats and cats are both very smart animals. Rats, in particular, are extremely intelligent and empathetic. This is why they are so frequently used in human studies.
0: And they put their wisdom to good use when they asked another animal, the ox, if it was possible to hitch a ride across the river.
1: An ox is a type of cattle, generally male, whose primary purpose is to be a work animal on a farm.
0: Yeah, and they're very strong, and they would be able to walk or swim, if necessary, against the current of a river. Hey there, Mr. Ox. The rat squeaked. Is it okay if we uh, catch a ride? We can all work together, the cat chimed in with a purr. And the ox, being the nice and trusting animal that he was, agreed. So the cat and the rat climbed up on his back, and the ox swam across the river. The two animals smiled at each other as they watched the rest of the competition fade away. They would definitely be the first three animals to arrive. There's no one around, the cat said. I can't believe I'm going to be the first animal of the Zodiac. Why do you get to be the first animal? The rat asked. Because I'm bigger and cuter than you are. No one likes rats anyway. Besides, it was my idea, the cat replied. Well, the rat was angry. He had spent his whole life being underestimated. And now, here was his friend, the cat, doing the same thing.
1: Being afraid of rats and mice is very common. The scientific name for this fear is musophobia.
0: Well the rat was done being mistreated. In a rage, he gathered himself and pushed the cat off the ox's back with all his might. The cat, being a poor swimmer, struggled in the water before clinging to a branch. "You pay for this!" the cat screamed down the river, and he did. The cat never forgave the rat for his betrayal, and that is why to this day Cats still chase rats whenever they see them.
1: This is a story to help explain the natural world, similar to the story of Demeter and Persephone.
0: Well, yeah, that too. Anyway, the rat's trick worked. When he leapt off the ox's back, he was the first animal to cross the river and greet the Jade Emperor. And as a result, the Jade Emperor named the first year of the Zodiac after him. The ox, of course, came in second, and even though the rat had jumped in front of him while he did all the work, he didn't really seem to mind. Not long after, a tiger made her way across the river, shaking off her wet fur before she greeted the emperor. She earned the third spot. The jade emperor looked out at the river and didn't see any other animals making the swim. Where could they all be, he thought to himself. But just then, the rat noticed a rabbit in the distance he called. The rabbit wasn't swimming. She was merely hopping across the tops of the rocks in the river. It was a longer and more treacherous path, but it kept her dry. The jade emperor chuckled as he reached down to pet and greet the rabbit. Well done, my friend, he said with a smile. The rabbit had just found a way to earn herself the fourth spot on the zodiac, and she didn't even get her fur wet. Suddenly, out of nowhere, they heard the sound of massive, beating wings. It was a dragon. The majestic animal landed on the shores of the river and smiled. Welcome, the Jade Emperor said. But I have to ask, why aren't you in first place if you can fly so beautifully? While I was flying here, I saw some villagers in need of help. They couldn't make fire. So I assisted them. The dragon said. The jade emperor smiled, impressed with the dragon's kindness and generous spirit. He made the creature the fifth animal in the Chinese zodiac. Not long after the dragon arrived, the jade emperor saw a horse approaching in the distance. When the horse made it to the riverbank, the emperor was about to award them with sixth place when suddenly a snake slithered out from one of the horse's hooves. The snake hissed in delight when he took the sixth spot.
1: While I believe the snake should have earned the top spot simply by being a phenomenal specimen, I am glad that the Jade Emperor honored them in the Chinese Zodiac. He is already proving to be a smarter ruler than Zeus.
0: Following the horse and the snake came the rooster, monkey, and goat floating down the river together on a raft. The emperor had to chuckle at this unlikely alliance. The creatures had found a way to steer the raft down the river together. Soon after that, the dog appeared on the riverbank, shaking off his wet fur. You're such a great swimmer, the emperor announced. But you are one of the last to arrive. Why? The dog explained that he loved to swim so much that he just frolicked around in the water and took his time swimming over to the shore. And I took a bath, the dog said with a grin. Dogs love baths. <laughs> the last animal to arrive was the pig, who jumped onto the shore with a contented swim. <sighs> Sorry I'm so late, he said to the crowd. I decided to stop for a snack along the way. <laughs> Swimming makes me hungry. The jade emperor smiled and declared the race to be over. He had found a way to honor the animals on Earth, and he was glad he got to glimpse their unique personalities.
1: The animals of the Chinese zodiac are represented in the lunar calendar in the same order. Each animal is designated to a specific year. At the time of this recording in 2023, it is the year of the rabbit.
0: The year of the rabbit. All right. That's pretty cool.
1: The Year of the Snake will begin on January 29th, 2025.
0: Okay, okay, yeah, well, that's cool, too.
1: I'm very excited. Yeah,
0: you know, I bet you are. I bet you are. Sure. Breaking out. Thanks for joining us today on Adventures in Chinese Mythology. Come back next week for our field trip back to a place we know and love. It's weird. National Geographic Kids Greeking Out is written by Kenny Curtis and Jillian Hughes and hosted by Kenny Curtis, with Tori Kerr as the Oracle of Wi-Fi, audio production and sound design by Scotty Beam, and our theme song was composed by Perry Grip. Emily Everhart is our producer, and Becky Baines is our executive producer.